People everywhere are looking for purpose, hope, and meaning. Often what people really want is an authentic relationship that they can trust, and in those relationships they can have meaningful conversations. Doing ministry is all about having these meaningful relationships that result in gospel conversations. Meaningful relationships require time and intentionality in order to be able to share the gospel in an effective and heard way. What does an intentional relationship-focused ministry look like? Have you ever thought about doing a relationship-focused ministry in a foreign country? Welcome to the Unconventional Ministry Podcast. I'm Dennis Sweens, your host, Senior Impact Catalyst at Sat7 USA. My guests are Nick and Alex Troll, doing a relationship-focused ministry in the country of Italy with the Greater Europe Mission. So, Nick and Alex, welcome to the Unconventional Ministry Podcast. Thank you so much. It's great to have you on and uh, to learn about what you guys are doing in ministry to make such a difference. And so you're working in Italy, but you grew up in the States. So what was it like moving from the U.S. to a European country, the country of Italy, a very different culture, a different language? What was it like for you guys uh, to make this move? Yeah, this move was such a big transition. We moved from Colorado Springs, where we were born and raised, to to Rome, to a big city. Um, We're used to the mountains, and we moved to a bustling city. And we also decided to wait until we were in a foreign country to have our first apartment and pay our first bills. And so all of that was done in Italy in a foreign language. So it just made everything a little bit more complicated, but also just a journey that we've actually really enjoyed, as difficult as it's been. But it was a big transition. It's a very different culture and very different language. So you've learned the language since you've been there? Yes. So all of last year, our first year um, was spent studying the language in a formal language school. So you describe your ministry as a relationship-focused ministry. So when you think of uh, foreign gospel workers, uh, a lot of times the image in the church here in America, we think of what uh, we, you know missionaries did in Africa or South America. But for you guys— it's very different. So help our podcast uh, listeners understand what a relationship-focused ministry looks like for you. Yeah, so in a culture that's so family-oriented, and you have to be really friends with people before you can go deeper, it really has to be focused on relationship before you can start sharing really important things like the gospel and have it be heard in a way that they're going to take it to heart. And so for us, that's, okay, we're moving into this community We are going to do life alongside these people. We're going to go to the places where they eat. We're going to learn their language. We're going to show interest in the things that they enjoy. And we're going to just do life alongside people and share our real life testimonies with them while we're doing life. So whether that's playing sports or doing art or having our daughter go to the park, everything can be a ministry because everything is building relationship and is using the hope that we have within us to be different in our community. I know you're very serious about this. You guys don't have a car. You ride public transportation, uh, probably do some Uber uh, rides. Uh, Has that helped open doors or give you time to have conversations with people? Absolutely. I think, at least at first, public transportation was a huge door opener because everyone wanted to come and talk to us or say hi to Emily because she's, you know, one of the only blonde haired, blue eyed kids in the neighborhood, in the area. And so they're just fascinated and they, they obviously know that we're not from there. And so those, those modes of transportation really open doors, but it also shows them that we're not, 
we're not so willing to hold tightly to our Americanness and get a car instantly, you know, avoid those types of things. But we're really integrating and we're trying to um, be with them in the same context, in the same type of transportation that they're using, in the same same mode of living, really. I know, Alex, you, one thing that you're doing is art. Um, I know, Nick, you're probably not into art the same way, but Alex, share share with us a little bit about your work with art and how that's opening doors as an example of being relational with people. Yeah, I I came to Italy thinking I'm not much of an artist. I did it a little bit in high school and just enjoy art, um, but wouldn't call myself professional. Um, I got to Italy and met another missionary who is a professional artist, and she encouraged me that um, I needed to use the gifts that God has given me and see what what he's going to do with it. And so I asked if she could mentor me. And I started helping with workshops with her, with adult women, um, where we would lead workshops and in English and in Italian. And now we're planning one for November as well. Um, that's going to be a really big one. And then from that, that gave me the confidence to say, I can do this in my community and I can do this with kids. I can use my own daughter um, and do art for two-year-olds. And so I said, hey, there's a bar underneath us. Can we please use your venue? Um, and I'll we'll buy all the supplies. And we invited all the kids from our community. And we had a turnout of almost 30 to 40 people who came to that first event. And I said, okay, this is a need, a need for community, a need for creative outlet, and a need for people to come together and really feel like part of something. And so I've since met with some of those moms, become friends with them, and am planning things in the future for just saying, hey, this is a free community event, come. And then naturally, spiritual conversations come out of it, because that's what we're always talking about, is why we're there and about Jesus. And so art is something that has been an unexpected ministry for me that I've really started to just enjoy and push into. That's a great example, because people really have to trust you before they're going to trust your message. And so being relational and developing these relationships, uh, that's a great example. Uh, are you going to keep expanding this to other areas of your city, or you'll just trust the Lord for where this he's going to take this art ministry? Yeah, right now I'm just doing it in our community, but I'm encouraging other artists within Rome. That's what this next um, adult meeting is going to be is bringing artists from all around Rome and saying, you are a real artist and you can do this in your community as well. Um, so it's sort of doing it in my community, but then encouraging others and saying, it's not it's not complicated. Even if you're not an artist, you can still do this. And it's an effective way to build a relationship and to share the gospel. That's a great example for our podcast listeners. If you've got an interest, maybe God has given you that interest, even though you don't think of yourself as professionally qualified to step out, get over the fear of just doing something to to build relationships with the neighbors. Uh, Nick, what are some things that you are doing to reach out into your neighborhoods? Yeah, so a lot of my uh, ministry revolves around our family as well. Um, so I've met a couple of other dads that I've been meeting with. Uh, one in particular, um, he and I go go on a, a run or two every week. Um, and we just run for about an hour and we get to talk and he wants to practice his English. So I get opportunities to speak in English with him, but then get opportunities to practice my Italian as well. And we just talk about life and are deepening the relationship. He's already reached out to me several times um, since we've been on vacation here. And um, yeah, I'm looking forward to, to digging back in with him. And he's a He's a professor, so there's uh, of general pathology. So I mean, he's very, very well educated. And so I think that through sports and through um, 
yeah, just our family is, has been the main way that I've been doing doing ministry or relational ministry for me. I have a couple of guys on my rugby team that I'm meeting with on a maybe monthly basis. Um, we just go out and get a meal together and just, just spend time talking to each other about family. Talking, I, I talk about faith a lot. And then um, there's some other people that I meet with through English conversation nights. So there's a, a young guy from Iran that I met maybe six months ago. And he, you know, was just very closed off at first. But after the meeting, he he just asked, he he told me he didn't have any friends um, and that he would like to go out to, on a walk in the morning. And so I've done that pretty consistently the last couple of months. And that's yeah, just been really good. He's he's an atheist from a Muslim background. So he's got a lot of, a lot of yeah, just a lot of history with religion, um, but is just not very interested in that. He just wants, you know, to to hang out and talk. And I think me just talking about, you know, the way that I live and and living life with him is really just an encouragement to him. So there's a few guys that I've really built relationship with, and that's really been through English discussion because um, a lot of people here want to better or learn English and then through sports. So soccer and rugby have been huge door openers for me because just being an American is a huge benefit in Italy. They love talking to us. They all, they always want to know why we're there. Um, and I right. think that's been such an encouragement to to have that door open already and then to step into those relationships. You already alluded to it with text messaging, but is social media helping you in your ministries as you build relationships? What is the role of social media? Yeah, so I'm the only one on social media, so I find it kind of fun to, <laughs> to get to connect. It has definitely allowed to do group conversations through WhatsApp. That's been a really big one that all Italians really use. Um, so lots of group chats with moms groups, dads groups, rugby groups. But also I've been able to start an Instagram page where I post in Italian different Bible verses every day and have seen a lot of people start and begin to follow that who are Italians, which was really, really surprising to me. So just kind of utilizing the social media platforms that we do have to be able to spread hope and joy and be able to promote events that we're doing or this uh, Franklin Graham Festival that'll be coming up soon. So being able to, yeah, to utilize what we do have to be able to spread, to spread more of that information is, has been good, I think. Well, we've also, like you started an Instagram page for um, another ministry that we're going to be doing, like a house church plant. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, I've been able to begin making flyers and different things for a house church plant that we, yeah, that we are um, hoping to start within this next year. And that'll have its own Instagram page and people will be able to follow the events that we'll do as a church. It's interesting. Are you by yourselves? Are you working on a team? I know you're with a, a sending agency, Greater Year Mission, commonly known as GEM. So are you on a team and how is the team dynamic work there for you? Yeah, so there's uh, four couples on our team. Um, in Rome. And so there's a couple that works maybe 30, 45 minutes by public transportation south of us. And then there's a couple that lives in Frascati, which is a little city outside of Rome. They just moved there. They do kind of worship ministry, encouraging worship leaders, um, Italian worship leaders to to kind of step their game up and to, to realize that worship is not just a, a part of uh, church, but is the point of church. And so they're doing that in Frascati. Then about 30 minutes south of us, they're doing some, some very similar ministries to us you know, grassroots house church planting, facilitating Bible studies, conversations. Um, and then there's us and another couple that lives about 10 minutes from us. There are field leaders and the Paulies. They're actually from the Nebraska, Kansas area. And they've been doing a lot of the similar, a lot of similar things with, 
you know, family, family ministry, as well as sports ministry. I play rugby with Jesse. And then, yeah, our, our hope is to begin a house church plant or to move in that direction this fall to kind of make some solid steps toward that. We've been praying about it for a year, year and a half now. And I think that that's where God is leading us. So is the team uh, full of everybody you need, or do you need more people? And then the second question is, uh, tell us about your agency and the work of uh, Greater Year Mission. There's always room for more people. There's, I mean, in a in a city as big as Rome, we don't know that many missionaries. Um, so there's definitely a need. Uh, we work alongside a lot of other missions agencies, but still, I'd say total, we maybe know 20 missionaries within the city of Rome itself. So yes, please, if you're interested, come. <laughs> so how can people learn more about what you're doing uh, there in that country? Yeah, there's a website. So Greater Europe Missions website is gemission.org. Um, they can find more information on um, all of GEM there. Um, so GEM is throughout almost every European nation, and it's focused on Europe. Um, as nations have come from all over the world, have flooded into Europe, just feel like that's a super important place to reach for the gospel and people bringing the gospel from Europe back to their home nations. Um, so that's the vision of GEM is to build a relationship and to share Christ church. And with an organization of about five to 600 missionaries on the field um, in Europe, uh, a really amazing thing that people could be involved in if, they, if they're interested in figuring out more about a Greater Europe mission is we have interns um, that go all throughout Europe every summer for two months. And it's called the Tentu Project for about um, 20 to 25 year olds. And they get to come and serve alongside the missionaries on the field for two months. And uh, it's amazing. We've had people come to Italy and just see the perspective of ministry change when they see how ministry is different in the European context. So, yeah, there's definitely ways to get involved. There's ways to give and pray and go. And there's also the Ten Two ministry also does something for um for retirees or people who are older as well. So there's there's lots of opportunities. There's intern opportunities as well as short-term, and then, of course, long-term. So I encourage our podcast listeners to get on the GEM website, uh, gemission.org, and check out some of these uh, opportunities. And for retirees, to look maybe at a short-term ministry opportunity, come alongside you and learn the language and culture and start some gospel conversations. So I really appreciate you coming on. Uh, what are some of your challenges in the next week or two? What are some big things you're looking at? I think jet lag is definitely going to be one of them. We'll have maybe one day of rest when we get back because, I mean, we've been on vacation, so it feels kind of weird to go back and take some more days off. But uh, we'll have maybe a day of rest before we jump back into some of our, our ministry opportunities. So I think jet lag with our two-year-old is going to be one of those challenges. And I think, I don't know, can you think of something else? I mean, I'd say fall is one of the busiest times for ministry. Summer gets super hot and people are tired and fall, everyone's excited to get back out again. And so we have a lot of things planned. And so just prayers for health, for um, the planning that we've been praying over, um, that the Lord would just bless the ministries that he wants to go forward, whether that be the art or sports or this big um, evangelical festival. Yeah, there's a lot of exciting things on the horizon and maybe too many things <laughs> so that so God would um, definitely direct and guide what he would want to happen there in, in Rome. I think a lot of Europeans tend to take the month of August off. Mm-hmm. And then things really start getting busy again when they come back from that month's vacation or time off and back to work and activity. So again, Nick and Alex, it's great to have you on the Unconventional Ministry Podcast. And uh, 
really clarify for us what is it like to do ministry with authentic uh, building relationships. So appreciate you coming on the Unconventional Ministry Podcast. Thank you for having us. Thank you. This is the Unconventional Ministry Podcast. If you've enjoyed this conversation, please share it with your friends and leave a comment. Sat7 is a Middle East and North Africa broadcast media ministry making God's love visible and the gospel available to everyone in the Middle East and North Africa. Sat7 USA has resources in helping you honor God while protecting your family. You can avoid another regret, which is the failure of not creating an estate plan. Through a partnership with Financial Planning Ministry, Sat7 USA provides Christian experts to assist you in preparing your will or trust, all at no financial cost to you. Visit www.sat7usa.org and click on the tab Planned Giving for more information. Sat7 simplifies the process and makes it easy for you so that your family and friends don't have to bear the burden and regret of your failure to create an estate plan. Thank you again for joining this episode of the Unconventional Ministry Podcast.